0: Let's go to the phones and let's welcome into the program the director of sports journalism, Jerry Hill. Jerry, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, guys. I'm glad I don't even mess with those brackets
1: anymore because mine would have been blown up a long time ago.
0: You know, we were talking about it, Jerry. Isn't it crazy? The And I know we're going to talk a lot about the women, but isn't yeah. it crazy the parody that you're seeing over on the men's side? I mean, you can put a number out beside their name, but I don't. I don't think that really matters anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously a lot more parity on the men's side, and it's you always get the cool stories. I mean, obviously that first round with uh, two of Scott's guys, his former assistants, winning uh, at uh, Oral Roberts and North Texas, and now Paul Mills with Oral Roberts still going. But there's so many stories. Abilene Christian, I mean that that was a D two school, you know, not that long ago, and um, you know, and wasn't even a very good D two program, so uh you know great for them um you know obviously that one hurt for the big 12 but uh you know great story for acu and uh you know i'm happy for those guys
0: did you get a chance to watch uh the bears play uh wisconsin before the the lady bear game
1: i did i was kind of trying to watch both of them because there was a little bit of overlap there um but yeah i watched all of the men's game and then uh caught uh you know i was kind of tracking the women's game but uh Watched all of its second half, you know, after I got the the men's uh, Zoom media done. So, yeah, Tommy, I thought, you know, maybe the best they've played, certainly since they came back from COVID, uh, just kind of put it all together. And this is what you were seeing earlier in the year with them really playing just kind of lockdown defense. They're they're as good a defensive team as I've seen in college basketball. And uh, that was kind of – that's their calling card. You know, everybody talks about the three-point shooters, and certainly that's a big deal. But the thing that would carry this team through the tournament, I felt like, was their defense, and that was definitely evident uh, yesterday.
0: And, and didn't you get the sense that they were a lot more in tune to the plan and, and I guess, relaxed maybe is the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for? Yeah, I
1: think they, uh, you know, any nerves that they had for that, you know, first round and just – just in terms of, I mean, you'd been off for a week and, and, you know, still trying to come back, you know, from that COVID pause and stuff. And then, you know, too, like Coach Drew talked about, you know, they'd been in a hotel for, you know, how many ever days, five or six days. So, you know, it was going to take them a little bit of time in that first round game. And I, Yeah, you're right, Tom. I thought they played just real relaxed. I thought they, you know, even when Wisconsin would make their runs and get it down to, you know, seven points or whatever, and maybe some of us were sweating. They never looked like they were sweating at all. They just felt like they had the game in, con- in control. And just, like I said, I thought they were, you know, I don't know that they were clicking on all cylinders because, you know, some of the shots weren't falling. I don't know that Jared Butler had a great game. Uh, Macy Oteague was a little bit off. But, you know, that's where this depth comes into play, you know, and that was what I was talking about when I wrote the game story was, you know, Macy Oteague struggled. It was, I think it was only like the third time that he hadn't scored in double digits all year. You get uh, uh, every day John getting in foul trouble in the first half. So what happens? Matthew Meyer steps up and scores seventeen. He leads the team in scoring, you know. And so I think that's what makes this team so dangerous, Tom. Is they've just got so many weapons that it's going to be hard for all of them to be off, you know. So I, I think that. That and that defense is what's going to carry these guys. And
0: it's just kind of, for Scott and his staff, it's it's finding that, that right combination for that particular day. Because, you know, I, I think everybody's kind of come to the conclusion it's not a starting five, it's a starting rotation.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, that's that, and you're right. And that's what makes them so dangerous. Because, you know, when you've got guys like uh, Jonathan coming off the bench, Matthew Meyer coming off the bench, Adam Flagler, you know, it's almost like you got that four guard rotation. Any of those guys could be in the starting lineup. And then, you know, like I said, with, with Matthew Meyer coming off the bench, and, and even, you know, when, when they've had to, L.J. Cryer, the freshman guard, you know, they haven't, hadn't needed him that much, but he's, you know, he's a very capable weapon, and he's a guy that can run the point. So, um, yeah, I think that depth will really help them as they go along.
0: Jerry, how disheartening was it for the women's tournament to receive more attention for the disparities off the court than you know the quality of play on the court in opening weekend?
1: Yeah, and that was tough, Garrett. I mean, you 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 hate that that even has to come up. Um, and you know, and honestly, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not there in that camp, but I'm not sure that it's as big a deal with them as what you know the story was made out to be. Um, and this is bad, but it's almost like what they expect. Um, and it's not fair, but you know, they expect things not to be exactly equal and it should be, I mean, things should be equal, but that that's kind of what, and Kim kind of touched on that, uh, the other day is that's she's been living with that all her life. You know, she was on a little league team and got kicked out, kicked off, couldn't play because she was a girl. Um, so those kind of things have been happening for a long time. I think we're better. I think the NCAA fixed some of those issues uh, and probably needed to, but yeah, you're right. You're at, right. I mean, you, you want it to be focused on the, on the basketball and how good the game is, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we kind of got a little bit of that behind us and we can just focus on basketball now. And now we're into the second day and, and uh, you know, we talked about the parody on the men's side and then the women's side went total chalk. So, if you were, if you went with all the favorites yesterday, your bracket looks awfully good on the women's side. And speaking of that, so do you think we'll ever see the the same level of parity in the women's game that we see in the men, where you know you can have an upset come along, or do you think it's going to be a situation where there's just too much of a talent gap through eight or ten programs? You know, Garrett, I don't know that you'll ever have the depth that you do on the men's side. Just you know, just in terms of you got to have you know, the right kind of investment in those programs. And, and I'm just not sure that everybody, nobody, you know, there's very few programs that are in, invested in it any more than Baylor is. But mm-hmm. I just, I think until you really put the money into it and, and really kind of work on building up all of the programs, then you're not going to have that, that you have on the men's side. And, and I guess one of the things on the men's side too is, man, you get a couple of good transfers in, you know, guys that maybe have been at other programs and, And with all the transfer portals and stuff, you can get quick, you can get really good in a hurry. So, and that's not as big a deal on the women's side. There are more transfers now, and and Kim has had some each of the last three years, but you don't have that, you don't have as much movement on the women's side as you do on the men's side. So I think that's part of that, you know, disparity as well is that you're not going to have all those players transferring here and there, and, and particularly you know, programs where you might take six or seven, although I think A&M has quite a few this year on the women's side. But that's not normal. That's not the normal thing. But, you know, I think you're going to – every year you're going to see a few upsets. I mean, Wright State beat Arkansas today. I I doubt anybody had that one picked either. Um, Arkansas beat Baylor this year. Mm -hmm. And you've got Wright State going into the second round. So there will be a few in this round, and then I think there will be a few more in the next round. But you'll never have the craziness that you do on the men's side.
0: Speaking of which, uh, yesterday uh, the Lady Bears beat Jackson State one hundred one to fifty two. Look into the crystal ball for me, Jerry. What was? What did Kim take away? What did she get out of that game? Besides the obvious, and that's winning advance.
1: Yeah, Tom. I think one of the big things in a tournament like this, when you're having to turn around and play in two days, is that she got a lot of minutes out of that. Other six, you know, I mean, and and again, they're they're a little bit not as much, but they're kind of like the the men's team that they have probably a rotation of seven or eight that that might play fairly even minutes. But when you're when you're dipping into that bench, I believe, I think she played all but one in the first quarter. I mean, you never do that in an NCAA tournament game. But they had everybody in there by you know fairly early in the second quarter, um, and all of that bench got a lot of a lot of minutes. Not only does that help them, but it takes the minutes off of your starters. So those starters, instead of having to play 35, 40 minutes, you know they were in there for you know the max was probably about 25 minutes. And so I think in a tournament like this, and particularly in this first weekend where you're turning around and playing in two days, I think that was big. Um, you know I, I think one of the things Tom uh, that you take away from that game is uh, Moon Urson obviously got off to a great start. And I think this team is going to need that. And it could be kind of that fatal flaw thing that their outside shooting hasn't always been real consistent, particularly from three-point. You don't – and she makes a big point about that, that you don't have to have it. But, man, it really can help. And and particularly in this next matchup against Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. So, you know, you may – They don't want to, but they might get into a little bit of a shooting contest with them. And it's good to know that, you know, Moon got off to a good start. You've got DeJanae Carrington. uh, That's a big threat out there, uh, the the grad transfer from Stanford. So uh, they've got enough threats out there. And then they had even some of the bench knocking down threes late in the game with freshman Sarah Andrews and and Caitlin Bickle. So um, I I thought that was a big takeaway for me, too, that – uh, you know, they were able to, uh, you know, knock down quite a bit of uh, perimeter shots and, and, and even three-point shoots shots in, in the Alamo Dome. I, don't, I haven't been there yet. I'm going tomorrow, but I, I got to think it's kind of a little bit of that wide-open thing. So, you know, for shooters to knock down shots like that, and now um, uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, they'll be in a different arena. That's the weird thing about this tournament. They're, you know, staying there in San Antonio, but they're playing at St. Mary's, I believe it's Grihi Arena, Bob Grihi uh, Arena over at St. Mary's. So, uh, And it's like, I think it seats 4,000. Of course, you're having limited capacity anyway, but it'll be a different arena to shoot in. But just having that good start, you know, shooting well and knocking down some shots, I think that's big for confidence.
0: Yeah, 11 different Lady Bears scored points in the game yesterday. Yep. And you mentioned uh, Moon. I mean, can you ask much more from Moon? 24 points in just 23 minutes.
1: And, and Tom, this is the this is the incredible thing, because I talked to her about it today when we did media, is that was her first start in an NCAA tournament game. I mean, she's been here. This is her fourth year. And, and obviously, she started every game this year. And she had started a handful of games, maybe three, four, five games in her career, but had never started an NCAA tournament game. And she's actually had some good moments in tournament games, but this was her first start. And to go out there, she knocks down her first three uh, from three points uh, and had, I believe it was 11 points in the first quarter. So I think that was great for her and great for her confidence moving forward.
0: And Jerry, I'm going to leave you with this, because I mean, we can look at numbers, and numbers can tell us all kinds of things. But it is remarkable to me to stop and think. And, and you know, you and I had this conversation earlier today about we take things for granted when it comes to this mm-hmm. Lady Bear program. Kim Mulkey's basketball teams are 51 and 15 in tournament <laughs> play. That's, I mean, I mean, that's hard to wrap. This little noggin around, I mean, think Mm 51-15. and That's remarkable.
1: Well, and and the incredible thing, Tom, is they had never even made an NCAA tournament appearance until she got here. They made a couple of WNIT runs with Coach Mm -hmm. Hogue, but it never made an NCAA tournament. And now, uh, and and she knows it, but, you know, she talks about it. you got to keep feeding that monster. You know, once, once you get there, once you get to the tournament and then you win a national championship in 05, you know don't take all that for granted but you got to keep feeding that monster you got to keep going back every year uh and she has i mean she's had you know over that stretch you know other than maybe Gino at UConn, she's had the most consistent program there is in the country and and uh to do it from where they were um and you know we saw it there was nobody in the stands um they just had you know i, I don't even remember son just said i think they had maybe two or three season ticket holders and i think those were giveaways so um, really just no fan base at all uh, until Kim came and um, has is really taken it to heights and kinda kept it there. That's that's the hard thing to do, Tom. You know that, that you know, you can get there. But to stay there is really, really hard, and they've been able to do
0: that. Yeah, there's no question. We've talked about it a million times. Building a program is one thing; sustaining it, totally different uh, animal. And she's been able to do that. And you know, you, you talk about 11 straight conference championships. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's it's crazy to, to to think about it. But when you see this number, 51 and 15 in postseason play, and as you point out, they they never have been to an NCAA tournament until Coach Mokey got here. Pretty pretty remarkable stuff. All right. Joe- Jerry, appreciate it. Hey, safe travels tomorrow. Uh, you know, I hope you got that hands-free device because we're going to hook you up. Uh, we're going to check in with you again tomorrow and, uh, and kind of get the lay of the land of, of the arena and just kind of see what's going on and and see where we're at t- tomorrow afternoon. Sounds good, guys. Thank you all. Talk you to time. you soon. Yeah. That is Jerry Hill from uh, Baylor University.